listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loudmouth movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? Horror movies. Horror movies. Horror movies. The genre, Kyle. Horror movies. Grudge, you ever seen it? I haven't. Everybody gets phone calls and that weird noise is on it. Well, here's let me tell you something. Horror movies. We're already into it, and you mentioned the grudge. <laughs> and one of the first things I thought about just a second ago was, you know, I'm, I don't want to repeat myself. And uh, the reason I never saw the grudge is because uh, it was sort of like a such a copy of The Ring and all that stuff. They, they started coming in waves, all those movies. Now, yeah. we've talked about on this podcast before, we've talked about how Scream set the pattern for a bunch of copycats that followed it. I, I know what you did last summer, Final Destination, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The Ring, oh, a ton of copycats came after that. Mm-hmm. And it all has to do with what we talked about during that uh, critique of The Visit. Just wet, damp hair, just flopping down in front of the <laughs> face. And, you know, blah. and so, no, i never seen The Grudge. You know, it's, uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's interesting because the the original Ring, Ringu, mm-hmm. and The Grudge, um, I don't know the Japanese title for The Grudge, but both of those films, the Japanese versions of them, I think are scarier and also way more different from each other. The Grudge is all about this weird, like, haunted house where something, like, terrible happened. Mm. And they play, like, that aspect of it up. And in the Americanized version, they play up the aspect that is... Is it Jennifer Love? He- no, it's not Jennifer Love. In The Hewitt. Grudge, it's Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Michelle Gellar, that's right. Sarah <laughs> Michelle Gellar and... Creepy children with, yeah, wet black hair. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't have the same impact. But, yeah, The Grudge is okay. Uh, it, there's a lot of things that are very similar. But those Japanese horror films, uh, the the originals, all have that super spooky vibe to them. And when they get Americanized, they kind of get, you know, Americanized. So yeah, they, they lose a little bit of their identity. But, yeah, there are lots of copycats. Lots of times when one movie opens up a new genre of horror movies horror movies themselves it's like a huge concept so we're going to tackle it today we're going to talk about some subsets of it some things that uh some of our best memories with horror films and i think a good place to start is looking at some of the uh some of the broader specter genres so we've got uh i mean all sorts of things you've got your ghost movies you've got like slasher films Mm -hmm. you've got psychological horror You've got the gore. the Cronenberg type like body horror that turned into like very very intense gore kind of films mm-hmm. and everything like that. Um, what's your favorite type of horror film? What what draws you into the realm of horror? Well, in uh, in the modern day, sort of my adulthood, it's the it's well no forget forget making it about time. I, I go back to classic horror, and classic for me means stuff made in the late seventies, early eighties that had that gritty, grimy, really scary and terrorizing feel. What am I talking oh. about? Everybody on the podcast knows uh, the original Halloween, so I'm not going to mention that anymore. I'm going to come <laughs> up with new ones that are in that same time period and yeah. were influenced by Halloween and have a similar, in my opinion, feel. Um, 
and I won't even have to go to The Exorcist, which we've mentioned in this film, you know, similar time frame. But how about this one, Kyle? The Amityville Horror. Ooh, the yeah, one. the original one. Holy shit, is that movie crazy? Bouquet. <laughs> Very crazy. It's legendary in New York, where I'm from, because everybody wants to know. Well, first of all, they claim it's based on a real, a, a true story. So it's based uh-huh. on a true story. And, eh, is it really? Well, yeah, the movie's based on a true story, but is the story true? Right. All right. No. Yeah. Let's just get that out of the way, right? Uh-huh. No, it's not as Not anymore. It's been a pretty much 100% negated at this yeah. point, including by the people themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so debunked or not, it's great classic horror. Um, Grown <clears> up, <throat> we were like warned to stay away from that area. Not that we were anywhere near it. It's in Long Island, like way the fuck out there, right? And I'm from <laughs> uh, Coney Island, Brooklyn. But we we were always like tempted. Should we, we should we should take a, a road trip and go see the Amityville Horror House, the Amityville Horror House. <laughs> The house itself and its look, its architectural design, as you know, those two sort of uh, pie-slice-shaped windows right, 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 that right. surround the chimney. It's got that face. Oh, it's crazy, the Amityville Horror. Mm-hmm. Not not so much the remake with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I'm talking about the original. Cl- not the original. so much that one. Yeah, yes. not so much that one. What do you yeah. think, Kyle? You uh, think? Well, I remember my dad telling me that the first time that he heard about the Amityville story was he was reading the book, the, the like true true quotes Mm -hmm. um book that it was based on and he was on a bus and i can't remember where he said he was going but it was on a long bus ride and it was really dark on the bus and he was reading it and got way too scared and needed to stop (laughs) reading it because it was creeping him out so there's all sorts of those things that are like super spooky in that regard um and I i love things like that too where like the air of mystery is there and you're not exactly sure what is going on or what to believe or like if it yeah. actually happened or not um that spookiness is so ingrained in like people you know to be like worrying about things and i think that plays way more than like somebody jumping out and slashing an axe into your back or something well, like yeah that. but the movies like that though the uh the amityville horror poltergeist Ch- texas chainsaw massacre um, they they have an intensity about them that is just so hard to describe. You know, uh-huh. the intensity there is. I, I think I described movies like this one time where it feels like an anvil's winger. It's just well, these feel like a, maybe a spiked mace is laying on your face yeah. while you're watching it. You know, like <laughs> forget forget just like having pressure on your body and, and being pressed into your theater seat watching it. This is this yeah. is like crushing you almost physically, right? And when watch. we were speed reviewing, we hit so many different types of movies, and it was evident the ones that you know that stand up to the test of time are those ones that aren't, you know, cheap, aren't knockoffs. They're those original ideas that are unsettling and they don't go too far. They save things mm-hmm. for the, the air of mystery. And that's uh, very evident with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original one. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get to talk about it long, but those, those first scenes where you just see the house, you don't even see people. Somebody goes in the house and they're looking around. It's just dread. You just feel the dread. Um, and then from there on, you get that first scene where that dude, the leather face guy, like grabs that person and just takes a step back and slams that metal door. And it's like terrifying. Intense. Yeah. Um, so uh, that kind of like startling and like unexpected stuff, but that doesn't go over the top and just disgusts you. Well, remember also, Kyle, we've talked about this before, the practical effects um, allowed the artists back in the day to be super creative with their craft, but at the same time they were constrained by the realities of of tangible objects in their hands that they're working with, and not computers which, where you can just flood the screen with all sorts of nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. So the intensity of the practical effects because it looks, it just looks more. Well, I don't know. This is very subjective, of course, to say, but 
it looks more realistic because it actually exists on it exists it right. existed as they were filming it wasn't mm-hmm. tacked on later on and stuff like that and so oh man crazy stuff yeah right, what do you got all that all yeah. that type of like mask work and uh mm-hmm. those practical effects yeah that we mentioned in passing really quickly in our other podcast all those things are evident in all of the uh movies that are classics as well like with jaws would it have been as scary if there was a cg shark in the water no, no. not at all and even if it's kind of dopey looking now because we've seen more advances in that you still are i mean it's a physical thing that's in there um and it's uh it's very scary well yeah kyle i got one more movie to throw in there <clears throat> a la Amityville Horror, a la Texas Chainsaw Massacre and whatnot, um, from that time period, having that look, that that grainy film look. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, like straight late 70s, early 80s quality, if you will. And by quality, I mean like not very quality at all. Compared, mm-hmm. It's not HD, right, folks? Yeah. It's fucking grimy as hell looking. Mm-hmm. Carrie. Carrie. Oh, my goodness. That's a good one. That There's, that again, that intensity when she... Of course, the end at the prom has the blood splattered all over her, mm-hmm. and everybody's cracking up laughing, and the emotions that build up on her face and her stare and her powers start coming. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. Yeah. You know? It's super crazy. Um, I remember first seeing Carrie and watching it and feeling just horrible for her, like, the whole time. Yeah. And it was just really depressing and hard to watch like the the bullying aspect of it was it's so human and i think that's what that makes that movie play true is that you have a totally human feeling and then once you uh once you bring in that supernatural element then it takes it to that really scary place because then you don't know you know what people are capable of and what the world's capable of and you see it all through the eyes of uh of people and i think that's really that's really scary yeah she's tormented in that movie like uh-huh. her torment becomes their suffering boy does she get revenge wow yeah all right super spooky last one i'm gonna throw into this sure into this list i don't know if they all technically belong in the same category but in my mind they're in the same category and that is the shining yes we've talked about it a little bit but again just from that time period um holy cow the, the practical effects the the wear scene on the, the the erosion of the actors themselves on screen mm-hmm. we see them going through the motions and, and what the director put them through kyle's enlightened us on that one before um and from my childhood i of course remember the little kid it's sort of uh, in his little trance if you will just repeating red rum red rum red rum god damn it whenever we were little kids if we wanted to freak each other out we would do that to each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Red rum. Red rum. Yeah, there's not much like a uh, a Kubrick spooky movie because just every ounce of uh, photographic skill that you can have in a in the world was pretty much in that guy's mind. And you could just see images, and there's just incredibly unsettling and uh, just a really amazing use of just facial expressions mm-hmm. to freak you out because you you have an idea of what's happening but not really into anybody's psyche until everything just breaks down 
um, at the end. So you get these faces and you get Jack Nicholson's weird Kubrick stare where everybody in a Kubrick film just kind of looks up over their uh, under their eyes at everybody. Yeah. And it's just so unsettling. And then, of course, you get to the, the climax of that unsettlingness and it just takes you away. But... Man, yeah, when they when Danny's just rolling around on his big wheel and you're like, yeah, I remember a big wheel. And he's just going minding his own business and those little girls show up and they say, come play with us, Danny. And then it flashes and they're like all dead everywhere. And then they come oh back and they're like, forever and ever. <gasps> it's like it, it, nothing was incredibly out of the ordinary up to that point. And then it's like you just hit with images and like feelings and like that kid's face and shock and everything super scary restraint restraint yeah. across the board on all of these things wow well kyle we, we we agree then we we seem to both defer to these classics if you will right that's what it seems to be absolutely um you know i that's why i sort of differentiate between those horror movies back in the day and what's happening Nowadays, like like with the Saw movies and what else is so fucking over-the-top gore and whatnot? I mean, Saw is kind of the quintessential. And, you know, Saw is an interesting story, too, because uh, I don't know if you've seen the original Saw. Probably I not. I did. Can I tell you a story? Yeah, tell me a story. All right. That's a good I went, place I to went start. to go see Saw. I see Saw. Anyway, I seen Saw in the theater with my sister, right? And we're both a little bit older at this point, and we've lived through all the classics that we've just listed. Um, so we went through a period of time when we were little kids and we were terrified by the classics that we just listed. Aaron yeah. Gohara, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, blah, 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 Carrie. And then we went through a period of our lives as adolescents where we were kind of like amused and, you know, jump scared, if you will, by the Freddy series and the Jason series. So we go through that fun time of like the 80s where mm-hmm. they they almost become self... It's okay to laugh at the horror film. Yeah, you, you get... <laughs> they- Set your guard low, you yeah, know? Yeah, they're self-aware at that yeah. point. Like, Freddy is, is satirical at times mm-hmm. of himself. It becomes meta, right? <laughs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> Fucking meta. Anyway, and then my sister and I, we get later on in life, and, uh, you know, my sister didn't really appreciate um, Blair Witch Project. All right, fine. That's artsy horror, which I mm-hmm. technically I kind of like, too. I know you like that. But we gave Saw a chance to bring this back full circle. Mm-hmm. Talk about the, the ruining, if yes. you will, by these mega gore movies. <laughs> we went to go see Saw, and we – I'm sorry, Kyle. We disagreed. But we thought it was so bad, we started laughing throughout. Like, especially <laughs> Carrie, I've mentioned this on the podcast, Carrie Illwis. Ka- Carrie Illwis. How the fuck you say his name? Um, you say it like this, the Dread Pirate Roberts. There you go, right? <laughs> um, oh, I, th- I thought it sucked so bad. I the acting sucked. I thought the premise sucked. I thought the twist at the end, everything about it. And they've been cranking out sequels like you. Mm-hmm. You, you could lose count at this point. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've stopped. I've stopped going to see horror movies, essentially, because... Because of Saw? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. If sort of run that course, I, if somebody comes back, well, actually, you recommended the Babadook. And so I need to seek out these. Babadook well- is not Saw. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I need to seek out these well-made, cared-for, mm-hmm. and focused horror movies. Not these gore fests or not. Uh, another one, like the Paranormal Activity series. It starts mm-hmm. out like Scream yeah. or like the ring or whatever it sets up a whole new subgenre, mm-hmm. like we said at the beginning of this podcast totally. and then it just gets out of fucking control yeah right so All here's right. so he, here's how i feel about saw because yeah. saw has limitations because it was a an incredibly low budget student film that was was it yeah that was james wan's uh he made a short when he was in oh, school that's right. yeah, he yeah, made yeah. a short and then 
He got a little, just scraped together some funds with this company and got the movie together. That's why any scene where you see anybody driving, they're just sitting in a car and there's like lights on outside and like smoke because nobody's driving anywhere. You know, they couldn't, they couldn't even work with that. So there are, there are dopey limitations to it. The acting is not great by most people in there. But I think the, uh, the thing I enjoyed about Saw was something that I've mentioned with, um, with the Texas Chainsaw as well, is that with the original Saw, most everything is implied horror. The, the things that you're, that you're witnessing and that you're thinking about and the ideas that they're presenting are pretty scary, but they're, they're restrained in that they're not going overboard. And that is absolutely what you see once you go to the next couple of movies where it is just gore splatter fest the whole time Mm -hmm. like the idea of being being trapped and like tortured and that idea is is scary and it's happened through history and is terrifying but it has become this most like disgusting they use the term the torture porn right Mm -hmm. that's what Mm -hmm. they call it now so it's it's unfortunate because i can respect saw from being somebody that has made films before and can see that. But absolutely, there are comical moments. The acting is not great. Um, but I like the idea of that psychological type of horror where you're trapped in the room, you don't know why you're there, you're uncovering the puzzle, and there's pieces along the way. I enjoyed that. But yeah, to each their own. You know, we've talked about that before. Yeah. And that's that's something that I think Blair Witch Project executed perfectly, was knowing where their limitations were. Oh yeah, Knowing where, you know, maybe we're not the greatest actors or actresses actors or actresses ever but we're going to do this thing it's so focused on exactly what it is which is us being freaked the fuck out in the woods and there's nothing else to it besides a camera and that's it and the and their their whole idea and their whole basis of it was the unknown and the terror is inside you and you invent your horror and i love that aspect of it 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 sits so well with me but it's like we said that about halloween yeah back uh did we do that episode? Mm, did we know. talk about Halloween? No, I don't think we've ever had a full episode about Halloween before. Weird. Um, anyway, <clears throat> but even the Blair Witch Project has spun out of control at this point. Yes, there's been sequels absolutely. and reboots now. Yes. And, uh, yeah, oh my like, God, reboot! I couldn't believe that they rebooted that. Yeah. If you why were, why would you do that? It did. I I bet you that it didn't make any money. But if it did, <laughs> if it did, then you know they're just destroying good ideas to make money, and that's yeah. what Hollywood will do. Yeah. But um. At any rate, one of my favorite horror movie memories. I'll set this yeah, up for you. Yeah, there you go. I got, we got some stories to tell. Right? Yeah. Uh, I love going into a film not knowing much about it. And we've talked about that before. And now it's almost impossible to do that. But I went into a film not knowing anything about it. It was called Record. Mm-hmm. I've probably told you about this before. Yeah. It was a uh, film made in Barcelona. And it was all about, uh, well, it doesn't even set up well. You're just... The camera turns on, and you're part of a film crew that's doing a, like, while the world sleeps show, and they're following a group of firefighters around. And you're like, cool. So the movie starts out complete in this found footage way, um, and it was right at the start of that found footage uh, explosion. And it takes you on this journey with the firefighters, and, of course, they get a call, and they go and investigate, and then all hell breaks loose. This movie was remade in America called Quarantine. I don't know if you ever saw Mm -hmm. that advertised. Um, But essentially, they go into a building. uh, Something's wrong in the building. People are acting crazy. And then all the doors get locked, and they basically get stuck in there, and nobody will let them out for one reason or another. 
I watched this movie by myself <laughs> in my basement at midnight because I was like, I've never, I don't know anything about this movie. Somebody gave it to me and said it was scary. And I've never been like legit scared in a movie before. I was maybe 15 at the time. So I set it up. I watched it. And there are a couple of jump scares in the movie. And the first jump scare in the film, I won't spoil it because I want everybody to watch it. Um, I like crap my pants. Like <laughs> immediately. Was like terrified. And then you get to the end of the movie. And what it does so brilliantly is it, sets your expectations along the way and then completely diverts and surprises you each step of the way but not in a cheap way just in a way that uh follows the plot and expands on all the characters involved and the um and the main plot of the film without taking you anywhere extreme and the last like 10 minutes of the movie were like some of the most tense i've ever been watching a film i was so happy about that and it was this kind of it's nothing new when you look at it now but when it came out and the foreign language element to it creating more barriers and boundaries from your security um if you don't speak that language uh really just added and added and added and that film uh at that period of my life was most scared i've ever been ever watching a movie what about you excellent uh well you say that but it makes me think i wish i could have that experience i've never gone in fresh to a horror movie you always know something a little bit about it. I wish somebody would just drop a movie on my lap just like that and go, watch it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe, uh, hey, Kyle's mom, you, you sent me a movie. <laughs> want to drop me it? No, anyway. Mom, send James some scary <laughs> movies. <laughs> All right. I got, I, got, I got some stories here. Okay, good. Um, I got funny ones, actually, so I'll save those for the end. <clears throat> um, Lights Out, Kyle. Lights Out. The short, short, short movie that um, made its rounds on the internet a few years ago mm-hmm. and is such a perfect and beautiful, scary little clip. Oh, my God. I love, I love Lights Out. If you I haven't say, seen the, the short Lights Out, look it up on – I think it's on YouTube. But look it up, look it up and, and watch, watch it, it right now. It's awesome. Um, story surrounding that is somebody sent it to me, and I thought, oh, these stupid internet things, they never get me. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm, this is not going to work on me. Oh, is it great. Why, I don't want to spoil it. Watch Lights Out, everybody. Great tension. Great jump scare, just great everything. So simple too, right? So simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm disappointed they made it into a full length movie, Kyle. You can tell us about it in a second. But my story is, um, I knew about Lights Out, and I was teaching a class <clears throat> at a community college, and it was around Halloween time, right around now. And I always like to, you know, treat my students to, you know, all sorts of cool things like free speech time, where we just talk about anything and yada yada. And I didn't tell them I was going to do this. So at the beginning of the lecture, when they walked in, the lights were out and the projector was on. And I didn't tell them anything. And when the room filled up, I just pressed play (laughs) (laughs) for lights out. And that's how we started our lecture. They loved it. They freaked the hell out. They were screaming. Amazing. It was great. Lights out, everybody. That takes me to the uh, record part two uh, uh, story where some of the best fun you can have is introducing somebody else to a scary movie Mm -hmm. and watching them freak out. And I brought this uh, over to a scary movie night that I was having with all my friends uh, in Grandview. And I put this on. Nobody knew anything about it. It it was an obscure film at the time. I didn't tell anybody what it was. I just said, we're going to put this on and we're going to watch it. And it started and people were like, what the fuck is this guy? And I was like, shh. And then (laughs) immediately, once everybody started watching it, frame by frame, since they don't like spell it out, they don't tell you what's going on at the beginning, you're just intrigued by like, well, what is happening and what's going to happen next? 
And I think at that point in everybody's life, uh, nobody had ever seen anything like this. And by the end of the film, we were in huddled masses on the couches and everyone was like hyperventilating. And then it ends with just a cacophony of screams and the movie ends, the credits come on. And my buddy David looks around the room and he goes, "Um, who brought this movie? Who brought this movie? And someone was like, Kyle brought it. He's like, oh, Kyle brought the movie? Kyle brought it? Oh, fuck you, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) And just watching everybody's terror was so much fun. But yeah, I love the Lights Out clip too. And unfortunately, I just tried to watch it the other night. And James, I honestly got so distracted while it was on that I could not continue watching it. The dialogue was some of the worst in a movie ever I've ever seen. It was should we like, review this? Should I it, watch it? So we, we should review, review it. And have it. Fun? Yes, we should. Oh, I'll have to yes. honestly watch it again to like be able, maybe to even talk about it. But um, yeah, I mean, as far as the visuals go, you you get more out of just the the clip online than you do from the. It's a one trick pony. Once yeah, exactly. The, once what? they expose it to uh, to the rest of the film, you know, and it just keeps happening and happening and happening. There's nothing new. There's nothing innovative on it. But, uh, yeah, I got so – unless there is at the end, I don't know, because I got really bored and really hungry and totally ignored what I was doing. When I heard that it was going to be a full-length movie, I thought, what bozo in Hollywood thought that they could take, like, a three-minute, brilliant, totally contained uh, sensation on the internet clip and turn it into a nine – Yeah. like you just said. What, how, right. Oh, my God. So fucking dumb. Anyway, um, one thing I wanted to mention, Kyle, based on the story that you just said – you and all your friends and whatnot, is I love horror movies as date movies. Yes. Or I, I should say I loved horror movies as date <laughs> movies because, you know, we well, I'm, all, I'm off the market, ladies, right? But uh, the honey baby hates horror movies. What? She Aww, hates horror movies. <laughs> and so I can't – you I, we can't – well, first of all, number one – First of all, number one, Jesus. I'm hey, you're stammering. welcome to come over and watch horror movies with me anytime you want, if that's not weird or anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the perfect date night movies, you said. <laughs> <coughs> anyway. <clears throat> um, Kira will be there. It's okay. Number one, the movies She suck. can buffer. Oh, good. I'll, I'll sit on the chair all by myself. <laughs> the fucking movies suck, number one, so there's no good ones coming out. And two, she won't go see them. But I do want to see the Babadook. Mm-hmm. God you should it. see the Duke because the Duke is a uh, – I would liken it to uh, – what's the most closely related thing that you've described so far? I don't know. It's, it is a master class in human horror. Okay, say no more. Say no more. I want to go yeah. to totally fast. There you go. All right. It's great. Yeah, I got a funny story for you. I, um, a long time ago – we're just talking. Now we're just talking horror movies. We're just right? talking. What's your favorite genre of horror? Let's hit that first. I already oh, said, man. I like the. Sl- oh, well, I guess I didn't say it. I, I like the old school slasher. Oh, old school slasher. Yeah, like okay. Halloween. I got gotcha. you. And, um, well, Amityville Horror is kind of. Is what about jump scares? How do you feel about jump scares? I like them when they're like, well done. Like when, when they're, they're well che- done. We've just, yeah. When they're cheap, they're cheap as shit. Yeah, they are cheap as shit. Okay. S- see the visit. See the visit. <laughs> anyway, don't see the visit. That means like. Yeah, see no, see in, our podcast. Oh, you know what episode it is? You know all that all the time. Oh, it's probably like, in the it's in the fifties somewhere. It's one of yeah. my favorite episodes. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> one time, long time ago, I'm at the movies with my cousin Joe, and I've mentioned my cousin Joe. Shout out to my cousin Joe. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Um, Does he talk like that? Nah, he's <laughs> he's from New Jersey. Oh, okay. Well, he's so you'd still recognize him as an East Coaster, <laughs> but not not strong. Um, anyway, 
My cousin Joe is famous on this podcast as being the one, the first person that I ever went to the movies to that snuck in entire meals, uh, if you remember that. Yes. Anyway, we went to go see one of the Friday the 13th movies. And at this point, <laughs> I don't remember which one it is, right? You know, we're young, like in our teens or whatever. And uh, so we're seeing it for the fun. You know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th, Jason. Yeah. Eh, you know, we're not, we're not going to be scared by it. <laughs> anyway, the movie theater was packed. <clears throat> Early on, uh, they're at the camp. And, of course, you've already been introduced to all the good-looking young adults that are going to get their fucking, you know, they're going to be killed, right? And there was this one really hot girl, but it was a really tense scene. And she's in her cabin all by herself, and the music and the lighting and the, the cinema, everything is framing it to be, you know, a jump scare is coming, everybody. <laughs> um, and so the theater was really on edge. Ooh, you could feel the tension in the yeah. theater all the time. But then she started undressing, which is, you know, par for the course for these kind of movies, too. And... I had this moment where she like took off her top and she was wearing a thong already. And then she takes off the top, if I'm remembering it correctly. And I timed this perfectly, Kyle. Out loud <laughs> there, I went, I went, oh, yeah. Like that. <laughs> I kept fucking yelled out. Like I exclaimed in, in happiness that, that she was yeah. getting naked. And it broke the tension in the theater totally. so well. And everybody cracked. You ever have those moments in the movie? Oh, I know absolutely. we're supposed to be talking about horror. But, you know, like, it was... That's part of the fun of horror movies, though. Yeah, it was... Oh, my God. You ever have those moments where you perfectly time a joke in a theater and you get everybody around you to crack up? Yes, I think I've mentioned before the best I've ever seen that was in another horror film when my buddy Pat. We talked to Pat. And Pat went... Oh, man. Oh, man. Like, when it was just (laughs) the quietest and everybody just erupted with laughs. It was, like, the greatest joke ever that had been told just (laughs) happened on the movie. And everyone just erupted. It was great. But, yeah, those moments are great. I just recently saw Don't Breathe. A horror film that came mm-hmm. out. Did you hear anything about that? No, but I've seen the I've seen the posters for you it. You might like it. Um, I don't know. I'm still on the fence. Everybody is touting it as like the best new like horror film, and I don't know. I think huh. it follows. Honestly, was a much better uh, classic horror film. Um, oh, yes, it follows. So good. Anyway, um, don't breathe is is interesting, but there were. Uh, it was opening weekend, and uh, my sister was in town, and we were all just hanging out. We are like, let's go see a movie. It'll be fun. And the crowd, like, you got everybody in there. Like, you get so many different types of people when you go and see a horror movie, oh, yeah. especially one that's advertised in really uh, unique ways, too, where they try and get more different types of people in it. Sometimes that can be misleading. So Sometimes <laughs> it, it hits, and, you know, everybody who gets there enjoys some part of it. And I think that's what happened here. But there were some kids, and I was like, I know exactly what's going to happen. Like some 16-year-old kids coming in, and they were just like at various points in the movie just like howling and having like a blast. And there was one part where it almost got distracting, but I was like, they're having a great time, and I love this. And so horror films bring people together, you know. Yeah. Everybody's scared. Somebody's going to break the tension and let you know it's okay to feel good, you know. Yes, it's awesome. All right, Kyle, I got another funny story. Yes. For you, um, speaking of cheap shit that gets cranked out every year apparently <laughs> paranormal activity yes <clears throat> i've seen my them sister, all my my sister loves you've seen them all yeah oh, i so. hate them all <laughs> but i've seen them all all right i think this the is, first one's okay yeah I, we agree on that i think this is paranormal. hang on i'm just gonna eat some of these uh um uh bones here real quick continue with oh your my goodness conversation horror. the horror anyway i think it was paranormal activity four the one that takes place in like. Can South you hand me that Central? leg over there? Oh yeah, sure. Here you go. Thank you. Yeah. Ugh. That's good. Fucking disgusting, man. That's anyway, good, Dave. 
Jesus, poor Dave. Anyway, Paranormal Activity, I think it's the fourth one. Help me out, Kyle. <laughs> I'll try. It's the one that takes place in, like, fucking South Central L.A. with a bunch of Latinos. So it has a, you don't talk about here? Yeah. They get away from their, like, yeah. typical scared white mm-hmm. suburbanites, and they go to fucking, like, the hood. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Oh, my it's God. It's called uh, Paranormal Activity. Something about the curse, no? No. But you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Um, Suddenly they have like one of them has superpowers is like jumping and yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Anyway, yeah, here's terrible. the story. The story is almost <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really bad. But my sister loves him. Anyway, she want my sister wants to go to the theater. All right, I'll, I'll take you to the theater. Let's go to the theater. <laughs> we go to the movies. She wants to see Paranormal Activity four. All right, I get up to the front. I get up to the ticket booth. I tell the kid, you know, give me two for Paranormal Activity four. All right, at whatever at this hour, seven thirty. The guy goes. Kyle, I'm not even fucking kidding. Two tickets. He goes. He says something to me like, "That'll be thirty-seven dollars." And I go, "Now I'm in New York, so I'm expecting it to be, you know, in the mid to high twenties, perhaps." And I go, "What? I go, what? What the fuck? Why is it so expensive?" He goes, "You wanted the seven thirty show, right?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "The seven thirty show is playing in our new like experimental all surround experience. Not, it's not." Um, what do you call that? It's not IMAX, and it wasn't 3D, but it was like experimental with new projection systems and sound effects, and da da da. And I look up, oh. I go, "Can I just get the regular showing? God damn it! Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't need all that shit." And he goes, "No, the next time it's showing in the regular theater, not the experimental high intensity." I, I should look it up. I have no idea what the fuck he called it. Um, but sure enough, it was in there. He's like, "No, that, that one isn't until like 10:30." I'm like, "Oh my god." God, I paid like $38 to see Paranormal Activity 4. Yeah. In, in, uh, here's the kick. Here's the punchline. In an enhanced theater with enhanced sound, enhanced visuals, enhanced fucking seats and all that shit. <laughs> like the next, you know, the next experience of the movie going for a found footage movie. Yeah. Do you see the irony there? I do see the irony Where the there. filmmakers spent <laughs> no energy or effort to make it even fit. <laughs> I couldn't believe it and because it's my sister and because it's like I think it, I was home for the holidays or something like that these things t- sometimes come out during fucking Christmas time mm-hmm. whatever I was home for whatever reason I spent so much money to see a shitty like fourth or fifth installment of Paranormal Activity in an enhanced theater when it's a found footage movie that's criminal it's meant to be played back <laughs> on like a on a Sony Digicam size screen. You see what I'm saying? It's criminal. Holy shit. They should never. Why did they pick that movie to run in their fucking <laughs> new age theater? You know what movie probably looked great in that theater? Uh, Avatar? Uh, you know the one. Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, good God. <laughs> what a horror that I'm was. I'm still not over that. All right, yeah. Oh, you know what? We have to have an episode on Kyle one day. We have to have an ep- We need to have an episode. I'm, I'm putting this down right now. Okay, write it down. down right now. We need to call out all the fucking phonies out there. Yes. Because I swear to God. You phonies. I swear to God. The other day I watched some YouTube movie reviewer, right, that's actually very famous. And I swear to God, he's like, I enjoyed Independence Day Resurgence. And he was unapologetic about it. He was kind of apologizing a little bit. But still, I, what what is happening here? And we talked about this during our like end of the year review. We call it how it is here mm-hmm. on, on Loud and Set. Fuck Anybody who's on, who's in on it, is on the take, as you say, right? Yeah. All right, that was my that was my paranormal activity story that took way <laughs> you know, way off course there. All right, you you're up, you're up. What do you got? Uh, see, some of my 
favorite experiences watching horror movies are kind of like exactly what you said in in situations where I'm not even like prepared to watch them, you know, right. like I'm not in the best mood or <laughs> I'm feeling a certain way. Uh, and that was really evident when I watched the the first Night of the Living Dead movie because I was in I was like, oh, shit, this is in black and white. I actually said that. I, I said that to myself. Your inner yeah, because <laughs> I was in I was in like the cinematography kick, and I wanted to see like some new stuff and everything. And I'm sure that you were kind of feeling that after you drop a bunch of money on it. Maybe it didn't go your way that time, but uh, sometimes things are born out of those situations that are like uh, oppressive to your psyche, and then they like stimulate you from there. Um, and I got so much out of like getting invested in something and not being ready to expect that. One time I went to the theater and I saw in IMAX the, um, oh, what was it? Maybe it wasn't in IMAX. Maybe it was just in the the big theater back home. But I saw a movie uh, so similar to Paranormal Activity. It was a found footage movie. Um, oh, shoot, I'm never going to remember what it's called. Uh, but it's about some kids and they uncover like some weird space rock and they get superpowers. And then, um, and it sounds totally dumb and I expected it to be sounds dumb. Like a fantastic fool. I expected it to be dumb too. But what they did was, uh, along with that, was they the cameras that the kids were using in the movie were like super high tech, like new cameras. And I was like, huh, why don't you see that in other found footage movies? <laughs> like, why not just have a good quality camera that people can use so you can get good film? But. Yeah, so much of those movies now are trying to like emulate that. Movies like VHS, some of those horror films where it's like, can't even make out what's on the screen half the time. And it's like, <laughs> is, that's not scary that I just don't know what you know that is. What's scary is when you're watching Halloween and you look in the corner and you see the darkness and then Michael Myers' face starts to come Ooh, out of it man, what a, what a slowly. Um, but yeah, just use high-quality cameras. What's the deal? Paranormal activity. Well, hold on a second. I get my Ouija board out of here for a second. Oh, yeah, just go ahead. Moving around. It's like, get the fuck out of here, demons. Ouija board. <laughs> I'm going to grab some more of this uh, this Dave here. Yeah, eat him up. He's got good, crunchy bones. Well, you know, source of calcium. Oh, and we did fry him pretty good, too. So. Yeah, you know, Dave. The yeah. marrow is where it's at. Right on the inside. Yeah. Are you a marrow fan? Um, I, I, I like the um, tendons and ligaments more. The tendons? I, li- yeah. Really? The stuff off the Interesting. Bones. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, my last story I got, Kyle, about horror movies is this one. When I was a little kid, I forget what the movie was. It may have been The Exorcist. It may have been Amityville Horror. This genre been, is so fun. Yeah, it may have been <laughs> Poltergeist. But I've said this before on the podcast. Me and all my brothers and sisters one night, way later than we should have been staying up, we were watching some scary-ass movie in the living room. And, you know, most of us are just laying on the floor looking up at the TV like that, you know. And uh, the whole place is dark. And then my mom says, in the middle of the movie, I don't know why, you know, this kind of parenting occurred to her, but we had to take we had to take showers uh, for the, for, you know, before we went to bed. I guess. Wow. Again, were that dirty? I don't know. No point in taking a shower when you're a little kid before you go to bed. Your hair's all wet. Anyway, uh, we we were going in, but everybody, you know, my mom sent us in one at a time. We only had one bath and one shower. And uh, you know, all right, Chris, get in the shower. You know, Kevin, get in the shower. Blah. One by one, and when she called each of us to go take a shower, we would sprint out of that fucking room, get what we needed to take the shower, get in the bathroom, take the fastest shower possible, and get the fuck back to the living room because the rest of the apartment was dark. 
Yeah. And you didn't want to be back there in the hallways oh, all by no. yourself and all that oh, shit. Oh, no, no, no. The safety of your brothers and your sisters and your mom, everybody's in the living room. Uh-huh. So my mom, one at a time, was sending us out of the room after watching the, the most horrific shit <laughs> and sending us back to the depths of our apartment. All right. She sends me, right? James, go take a shower. And hurry back so you can watch the end. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. You know, I knew this moment was coming. So now I'm freaked out. And I go get my shit. I go take a shower. The fastest shower I've ever taken in my life, you know? And I had to run back into the room to drop off my dirty clothes or something like that. I go into my room, and when I go to flick the lights on, I don't know how the fuck this happened. Maybe I bumped a dress or something. But simultaneously, as I flick the light on, a toy fell from a shelf right in front of my face. Oh, So imagine shit. total darkness and something just like, boom, like falls in your field of view. And I, yeah, I screamed like a little sissy bitch. And I hightailed it out of there. And my mom goes, what the hell is wrong with you? And I think I said some shit about, like, something's in my room, and it jumped out and got me, and my mom was so pissed off at me. Oh, my God. <laughs> no sympathy there. That is so And then so I had to try funny. to settle back. I had to try to settle my ass down <laughs> to watch the rest of a horror movie yeah. after just being scared out of my damn mind. <laughs> oh, my God. I think it was a toy that fell off of a dresser. I think that's something Crazy. that everybody can identify with is – the the unsettling feeling of weird parts of your house growing up, dark uh, parts of your house, things looking different. But also, the big kicker to your story is watching things when you're slightly too young oh. to be watching them. <laughs> and I can remember just a few times seeing, uh, now I can look at it and be like, the stupidest, dumbest like TV horror, like broadcast television like horror movie that was on nothing scary about that crap and there was one where there was like a devil and it was in this dude's house and it was like in a lamp and like in one scene you like saw like the lamp and it zoomed in on the bulb and you could see like a face in it that was like like the (laughs) dumbest shit and i saw that and it scared me to death there was a lamp, there was a, a light right at the top of my staircase. And every time I would go up the staircase to go to bed or whatever, and that was the only light on, you know, the hallway light at the top, yep. I would look up there and I was convinced that, like, uh, something was going to, like, jump out of the lamp and grab me. So I'd go up the stairs real slow. And then right before I got to the top, I would run around the corner and, like, sprint <laughs> over to my bedroom. Nice. Wouldn't look back. <coughs> anyway, sorry, I'm choking on old Dave there. Goof. God, Ugh. wash it down with some like of his, his blood. toenail or something. You need to eat some of the yeah. softer parts. Oh, yeah, the blood. Yeah. Drink some blood. Drink some blood. Drink okay. some blood. Drink some blood. We got a long night ahead of us. Oh. We, we do. Oh, we my gotta, goodness. We, we do have find, to get out there and find new victims. Grab some victims. Um. Oh, well, yeah. So let's wrap up horror movies really right. quick. I think horror movies are great. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're done best when they've got the human element in them when they're restrained and they provide you with some serious unexpected scares and when they create excellent atmosphere i would add atmosphere atmosphere um yeah and and i i just the 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 examples we cited earlier are just they're so classic to me you know yeah. they're so classic the atmosphere of texas chainsaw massacre the atmosphere of even the original Friday the 13th, uh-huh. spoiler, the mom's the killer, right? Of a, <laughs> of a sleepaway camp, you know? Yeah. You know, put us in there. Put us in the moment so we can feel like we're in those scenes or in those scenarios and and we'll have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Go see the Babadook and, uh, and we'll, we'll chat about yeah, we'll it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Excellent. Well, with that, we're out of time. 
Thank you all for listening so much. Loud on the set with Kyle and James. Horror movies genre. Yeah, that's right. We love horror movies. Yeah, what I did we miss? Movies. Write us. Write to us. What write did we to leave us. Out? What do you love? I like zombie movies, or I should say I did, until they got overdone to fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Another subgenre, right? Yeah, good stuff. Anyway, send us some emails, loud on the set at gmail.com. You can check us out on YouTube and iTunes. <laughs> loud on the set with Kyle and James. Anywhere podcasts are found, check us out. We'd love to hear from you. Send us some mail. Let us know your favorite horror movies. Give us some to watch. We're, we're, we're stuck in the classics. I'm sure there's some more classics out there. I'm going to force James to watch a whole bunch of David Cronenberg and talk about it someday, too, if not just The Fly, which is amazing. But with that, uh, thank you all for listening. Send us some good ideas and go watch those good horror movies yourselves. See you later. And cut.